This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. In the squadron, they called him Bullets, but we call him Greg Kelly. Greg Kelly is on the air on the Red Apple Podcast Network. It's back. We're back. Monday, a work day, and uh, tis the season, right? It's wonderful. Uh, Thanksgiving was great. Uh, everybody had a good Thanksgiving, right? And uh, what do you do? The only thing that's really worth mentioning is if you went to a restaurant or not. Otherwise, we know pretty much what happened. I did go to a restaurant, and um, it was marvelous. It really is, actually. Everybody's taking care of you. You don't have to do much. It has, a, you know, it doesn't last all that long. You know, if you go to somebody's house, four hours, you know, four and a half hours. Wait a second. Pro-Israel rally outside Department of Education offices after student unrest at high school. Student unrest? You mean that rioting? You mean where they beat up a school security officer? <laughs> yeah. Unrest. Unrest. No, that's rioting. That's full-on anti-Semitism we saw over there, okay? I mean, this is uh, <laughs> unrest. It's unrest. Hmm, a disturbance, slight disturbance. No, that's uh, naked hatred right there. Uh, they were beating up on uh, on Jewish students. Uh, teacher dared said something uh, supportive of Israel. Bam, 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 right in the head. Uh, it's amazing what's being tolerated right now. Anti-Semitic behavior, anti-Semitic is being tolerated. Now, look, you want to be anti-Semitic. You want to say this stuff. You have a right to say this stuff. You absolutely have a right. Uh, you also, uh, nobody has a, nobody is obligated to employ you, however. We don't like to employ terrorists. We don't like to, uh, associate with terrorist sympathizers. So you're allowed to say that stuff. Uh, you know, freedom of speech. I, I'm a, basically a freedom of speech absolutist. You absolutely, a fire you can't say in a crowded theater. But you're pretty much allowed to say just about anything else. And, um, when they start messing around with the freedom of speech, which they have been for a long time, right? You say something that they don't like about the vaccine, uh, you're censored, you're banned, you're kicked off of social media, or it's a soft, uh, what do they call it, shadow ban, all that stuff. We don't like any of that stuff. And I don't like it when my enemies, and I have enemies, you have enemies, and I have enemies I've never even met, like that maniac guy who was harassing the halal dude. There's a man selling that, um, you know, that meat from the, what is it, lamb? It's basically gyros. He's a gyro salesman. I don't know. It's not quite Slovakia. It's something along those lines. But they call it halal. And uh, a man originally from Egypt is selling his halal. And this total jerk, madman, I've looked at him. He's definitely a little bit crazy. Uh, gave him a hard time. You maybe have seen this, but he's been arrested for this. All right. Let me hear what he actually said to this. Uh, we got it, right? All right, here he is. This is a Manhattan resident. He lives on the Upper East Side, uh, bothering some dude selling halal right down the block. To my friends in immigration. Okay, go, yeah. And to the Egyptian, uh, the Muhabarat wants your picture. Okay, yeah, go. Yeah? You know the Muhabarat? 
Good Mukhabarat. No, I don't know. You don't know? I don't speak English. No? Yeah, go, yeah. Mukhabarat in, in Egypt will get your parents. Go, go, go. Does yeah. your father like his fingernails? They'll, they'll take them out one by one. Why should I go? Why should I go? Tell me why I should go. I'm standing here. I'm an American. I have free. It's a free country. It's not like Egypt. Yes, file for me. Mm-hmm. Everybody's taking each other's picture now, trying to get everybody else in trouble. But keep going. Rape your daughter like Muhammad did? Oh man! Did you rape your daughter like Muhammad? Don't speak English. You only speak English? No, no English. No. You don't speak English. Yes. All right. Well, that's that. See, that just shows how ignorant you are. Because your Muhammad was a rapist. It says in the in the hadith in, in your holy book. Oh Muhammad. What? Oh Muhammad. Muhammad, your your prophet. You know who he is. My prophet? Yeah. Muhammad, your prophet. You know who he is. All right. Enough of that guy. So he's been arrested. This man who I can't stand this guy who's harassing him. And, you know, I, somebody over the weekend tried to tell me, oh, you know, the, the, you know, he did all that stuff, you know, I'm like who, uh, Muhammad or whatever. I, uh, the prophet, I, I, I don't, first of all, I don't know about that. I'm not going to pretend I'm an expert on the Quran. I've never read the thing. Everybody's got their religion. And you know what? You can go into uh, a lot of books out there and uh, take something out of context or whatever, right? There's all kinds of stuff in the Bible. I love the Bible. The Bible's perfect, but let's face it. You've got, uh, well, there are moments of incest in the in the Bible. There are. Uh, let's see. At one point, you know, people love to uh, misquote and mischaracterize, but, you know, if you steal something off with your hand, if you, if you see something that uh, inspires lust, pull your eyeball out. Now there's ways to interpret that, which you know you don't have to pull your eyeball out. So I don't know what the hell the guy's talking about, but he's been arrested for this stuff, and I don't think you should be arrested for saying anything. I don't. Let's see here. Former he, now the thing that makes this all newsworthy is he's a former Obama administration advisor. Uh, his name is Seldowitz, sixty-four years old. What's his first name? Stewart. Stewart Seldowitz. This thing actually went viral last week. I'm like, oh, what a jerk. But he was booked Wednesday night, charged with aggravated harassment, hate crime, and two counts of stalking. I don't know if he did any of that stuff. Yeah, here's the thing. You're allowed to hate people. Unfortunately, it's just part of the human condition. There will be hate. You know, in order to have love, don't you need a little bit of hate out there in the world in a way, in a weird way? I don't think this guy should have been arrested. He could be shunned. He could be, you could turn your back on him. You could do all kinds of things, but it's a very strange country where you get arrested for saying stuff. I don't like it. You know, uh, there's things that I said about the vaccine that Dr. Fauci didn't, uh, didn't buy. You know, I had him on my show. I had Dr. Fa- I actually interviewed Dr. Fauci just as this thing was talk- taking off. And he said, Greg, you really don't have to be worried about it at this point in time. You know, you should be aware of what's happening, but you don't have to really worry or do anything about this. You know, if my life was about to be turned upside down, I might have started planning. I might have started doing things a little bit. But there he was soaking up the national television, telling me, you don't have to worry about it or do anything. Um, and I did say something about the vaccine. After I took it, I did take the vaccine. And if you want to give me a hard time about that, uh, don't. All right. I mean, it's that's my business. I, I, I'm sharing it with you, so I guess you can give it, give me the business. 
But every now and then, uh, some of my friends find out, my MAGA friends, and they're like, how dare you? How could you be so stupid? Well, it was between me and my doctor, but mostly my wife, and I got the damn shot. I wish I didn't. I had all kinds of goofy hallucinations. I had mumps. I was moaning. I was, it was just terrible. I hated it. And, um, but I was better about a day later, and I did get the second thing, the second dose. I wouldn't do it again. Uh, I won't do it again. Well, all that to say, I shared my story of my symptoms, and uh, I was, they flagged my post, then they removed my post. They actually removed it from Instagram. This is like fake news, it's false, and here's why, and I let Instagram have it. How dare you people mess with my freedom of speech? And I don't care if you own Instagram, and I don't. You are so big, we should take this thing from you, the American people, if you're going to play this kind of game. All right, so uh, you're allowed to say stuff. Oh, speaking of people all over TV, Dr. Fauci, this uh, Jake Jake Sullivan, the National Security Advisor. Now, isn't it great that the four-year-old girl was released? All right, it's wonderful. The hostage is a hostage no more. Isn't it a crime against humanity that she was taken hostage to begin with, that her parents were slaughtered, right? Now, not too much mention about that, but here is Jake Sullivan Yesterday, he's the National Security Advisor. National Security Advisor with a name like Jake. Cut seven, please. Cut seven. Well, first, John, it could be that the pause is extended for another day or two days or three days or even more. The ball is in Hamas's court on that because what Israel has said is that it is prepared to pause another day of fighting for every 10 hostages that Hamas releases. So Hamas could choose on uh, Tuesday, on Wednesday, on Thursday, to continue to release hostages, and then the pause would continue. If the pause stops, the responsibility for that rests on the shoulders of Hamas, not on the shoulders of Israel. And then, ultimately, uh, Israel is going to want to continue to conduct military operations against Hamas, particularly the leadership of Hamas that were the architects of this brutal, bloody massacre, the worst massacre of the Jewish people since the Holocaust. And Hamas represents a continuing threat to Israel. In fact, Hamas leaders have said on television that they would like to repeat October 7th again and again and again. So Israel does have the right to defend itself. It will take action to suppress and ultimately eliminate the threat that Hamas poses to the state of Israel. And that is what any country would do to defend its territory and its people. All right. What a soundbite. Um, that's fine. That's fine. But Jake Sullivan went on Every talk show there was yesterday, every talk show, he went on Face the Nation. He went on Meet the Press. He went on This Week with whoever's hosting This Week. He went on the CNN State of the Union show. They call He almost did a full Ginsburg. The full Ginsburg is when you go on all the morning TV shows, and the first guy to ever do it was a dude named William Ginsburg. Who was he? He was Monica Lewinsky's lawyer. And it happened in 1998, and uh, it all went to his head, this guy. And he's kind of portrayed to this day is a bit of a joke who got totally carried away and after we started doing all this press they were like you can't you can't be out there all all the time you got to work and the same message goes for this guy um jake sullivan you got to work you can't be talking and negotiating in public when you got such a sensitive job you know why he's going on all those tv shows it's a commercial for him it's a tv commercial for him he wants to um well, parlay this into something or go back to the very lucrative uh, consulting business he had at a firm called West Exec Advisors. 
West Exec Advisors. He worked there. Tony Blinken actually started the place. What is West Exec Advisors? Well, it's a global consultancy, uh, and they consult people like Boeing. They consult people like Morton Thiokol. You name it. If you're a big defense arms contractor, whatever, if you've got money to spend, you hire West Exec Executives. West Exec, you know what that is? The street between the White House it's actually on the White House campus. It's on the campus. It's on the White House property. It's called West Executive Avenue. You can't be on it. I can't be on it. You got to work at the White House to go on West Executive Avenue. And that's what they call their company. So um, even when this guy did it, here, listen to this. This is William Ginsburg, and they're complaining about him all the way back in the 1990s. I have to tell you, I cannot figure out what the strategy is, said William L. Taylor III, one of Washington's leading white-collar criminal defense lawyers. In the first place, negotiations are always best conducted privately. The opportunity for misunderstanding based on comments to the media is very high, and I can't see the benefit to his client of having him discussing in the media uh, what's happening, what's going on or not going on. I think it is an unconventional approach to negotiating in a case of this importance. Now, what he was talking about was the, you know, well, the stain on Monica Lewinsky's dress, right? And is she going to testify? Where is she going to testify? How is she going to testify? What is she going to say? And that was all about, well, oral sex in the Oval Office or in that little uh, space right next to the Oval Office. I would say this is a lot more important. Four-year-olds, babies, women and children, being held hostage, and there's Jake on every stupid TV show. And why, who's who's his client? Well, he's not a lawyer, he doesn't have a client. Yes, he does. Us, the United States of America, and like every other swamp user, he's a, he's a user, he's using it for his own benefit. It's about Jake, not about us. And while you're at it, Jake, straighten out your name. <laughs> I think his full name is Jacob. Go with Jacob, all right? We need, you gotta have a bigger name. Can't be calling Jake. Eh, Jake. Who's National Security Advisor? Jacob? Jacob sounds much more serious, right? Jacob Sullivan, not Jake Sullivan. Jake Sullivan's a guy you played football with. Give me a moment, please. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it? A real POS. You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours, like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. You know, uh, Joe Biden, is he back from his little uh, vacation uh, borrowing somebody's house? <laughs> Borrowed a billionaire's house, David Rubenstein. Only in Washington, D.C., by the way, this Dave Rubenstein character. You show up there, basically mediocre guy, uh, but he's 
he, he a low low ranking position in the Carter administration parlays that into um a sweet job on K Street then a sweet job on Pennsylvania Avenue and and he's a billionaire it's uh it's it really is breathtaking i have seen this guy in action i think he's a, what does he got going for him connections he just knows a lot of people anyway joe goes to his house this weekend and to hear joe say it he was working the phones all weekend long to get these hostages out you think you think that was the case? You think these hostages wouldn't be released if it wasn't for Joe working the phones over Thanksgiving? I don't think. I saw him walking around that little town. I saw that. He got booed a couple of times too. Listen to this. Do we do we believe him? Cut three, please. Cut three. I cannot prove what I'm about to say. Oh, then but shut I up. I believe one of the reasons why Hamas struck when they did was they knew that I was working very closely with the Saudis and others in the region to bring peace to the region by having recognition of Israel and Israel's right to exist. Well, what a preposterous statement. I just want to make sure I heard it. That's He can't prove it because it's not true. He didn't do that. One more time? I cannot prove what I'm about to say. But I believe one of the reasons why Hamas struck when they did was they knew that I was working very closely with the Saudis and others in the region to bring peace to the region by having recognition of Israel and Israel's right to exist. Well, that was the essence, I believe, of the Abraham Accords, which was negotiated by by the Trump administration, by Jared Kushner. The Abraham Accords, that was the Saudis, the Qatar, all, all of it. I mean, <laughs> uh, and now he wants to, like, is it you? The reason why this happened when you showed up, Joe, is because you're weak. And this tends to happen with Democrats in power. That's when Iran really starts to feel their oats. You know, you can go all the way back to the Iranian hostage crisis uh, under Jimmy Carter. And while he's still alive, okay, it's it's safe to say he was the almost as bad as Joe Biden, possibly even worse. Possibly, possibly. Do you remember remember him? Remember that speech where he made us feel guilty? driving to work he made us feel guilty for turning on the light bulb right um what a strange moment in american history that that man became president a total and complete failure joe biden and he though i saw some pictures of them they were hanging out anyway uh the moment ronald reagan became president you know what happened those hostages they let him go they let him go because they were afraid of a president with strength they were afraid of a president with conviction who would do something, who wasn't afraid of his own shadow like Jimmy Carter, and they were released 444 days, literally the moment Ronald Reagan became president, January 20th, 1981, uh, moments after, actually during the uh, oath of office, they let him go. Uh, strength, strength, that's what it's about, strength. you got to be, and you got to be ready to use force. Joe doesn't have it. He's owned. He's compromised. You know, Jake, nobody, he goes on all these shows, by the way, because no one's ever going to ask him about Afghanistan, how our loss in Afghanistan basically redefined the world to our disadvantage. To, I mean, as, as worse a thing that could ever happen. Nobody ever asked Jake about our lack of a border. No border. Hasn't that kind of damaged our national security? Nobody ever asked him about anti-Semitism, which is all over the place, which Joe was made that the centerpiece of his campaign. Liar! Traffic jams, tailgating, pile-ups. 
Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Did I hear Curtis? Did he take over the show? What happened? What was that all about? All right. Sorry. I was 37. They, 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 got, they got reams and reams of Curtis volumes just ready to go. And uh, is he going to run for mayor or what? Huh? Huh? Look, guys, I'm probably not going to do it. Uh, number one, if Adams goes down, it's going to be exponentially harder to run for mayor. Uh, for me. All right. Uh, I want him to go down. I'm not, I'm not actually disappointed. I know it sounded like I'm disappointed. I'm relieved. Um, but it's going to be harder because if he leaves, whoever replaces him, well, it's not going to be as bad as Adams. All right. Number one, he won't be, look, it looks like he's going down. <laughs> he's in big, big, big trouble. And Cuomo, Cuomo was salivating, chomping at the bit to get into this thing. Hey, Larry in Brooklyn. Yes. Yeah. Hi, Greg. You know, I have to say a couple of things. First of all, I don't know much about Jimmy Carter, but I really, it really riles me. I've heard it once before when people say that he, he may be worse than Biden, because this is a man who had deep antipathy to, towards the Jewish state. And yet he brought them the greatest peace they've been brought in our era with Sadat. He brokered that despite not liking the Jewish state so much. So I don't want to hear that he's worse than Biden. Uh, Biden hold on a second. I mean, look, it's obviously this is a term of art. All right. He was horrendous. Jimmy Carter was despicable. His lack of ability. Unbelievable. He held this country hostage for 444 days. If you don't want to hear it, whatever. All right? He rivals Joe Biden. He might even be worse. He might even be worse. I lived through that. You lived through that, the Iranian hostage crisis, with that wimp in the yellow sweater. Unbelievable. Like the, 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 the dithering, the indecisiveness the apologizing for America, the shaming of America. Um, you know, he, he was bad in a different way, I guess. Maybe you could say that. Then again, result? Afghanistan, uh, Afghanistan, um, you know, Joe Biden lost it. So you, what you, I'm sorry, what are you doing? Are you, are you, defend, who are you defending? You're defending Jimmy Carter? Absolutely. All right. Good luck with that. All right. Thanks, Larry. Uh, Joe in uh, Mount Sinai. Hello. Oh, my God. Uh, hello, uh, Greg. It's You know, if they were playing for, like, the national championship, like uh, 
at the end of the year. It wouldn't be the Super Bowl with probably, you know, uh, Biden against uh, Carter. They'd be playing in the toilet bowl, except one is real. One was a good man who just was had no ability. And the other one is evil. Evil, I tell you. Evil. He's an evil man. And I pray that he lives long enough to pay for his sins. Him and his wife, his brother, his son, whoever, they, they make me sick. And to think that, that they vilify somebody who there's no man been vilified in this world for the last 2,000, uh, uh, whatever it is, uh, 1980-something years was the time when the first person was crucified, uh, Jesus Christ. Nobody has been crucified like that uh, metaphorically. You ask some of these son of sons of bitches who was better. <laughs> just who's a better Joe. Person? All right, relax. All right, just I I hear you, man. I hear you. Can't throw around too much profanity. All right, I can tolerate a little bit, but um, yeah, Joe. Look, I'm not going to argue with you. I basically agree with you. I don't think I sit around praying though that uh, Joe Biden gets his what did you call it punishment on earth or whatever. I mean, quite frankly, if you're going to pray for Joe Biden. Pray that he sees the light, the error of his ways. You know, anybody can be, uh, anybody can turn it around. Even a miserable, lying, deceitful wreck of a man, wretched man like uh, Joe. But you believe that, Joe? Uh, I believe it, except in his case, for one reason. Ah, you can't. No, 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 no. It can happen in anything. But uh, what's your reason? The reason is he, he, he did everything. To, he did whatever he wanted. He was like a. He was like. He thinks himself like Whitey Bulger. He did who he. All right, was all right. You, I, I thought you were going to have a compelling reason. I understand. Look, I think he's the worst. I think he's the worst. Un- unbelievable. The corruption, the, the greed, um, the in- sense of entitlement, uh, the arrogant, all of it. I just can't stand it. But the lowest among us, even the lowest of the low, can turn it around and be saved. That's what I. Uh, and, I, and you know, the, and the only time he ever talks about matters of uh, God actually is when he's bragging about how well he knows the Pope. Literally, that's what he, that that's that's what he brings to the table. Thanks, yeah, thanks for nothing. Hey, Brigitte Gabriel is an absolute superstar. Um, I'm not sure of her faith at this point, but she's very. I, I think she's from the Middle East, and uh, she speaks very boldly um, about the Arab world in a way that, well. Um, a few others do um, with her uh, heritage. Cut 12, please. Cut 12. It's finally putting the pressure. It's when the donors start saying, we're not going to give you our money to the universities. It's donors right. are saying, we're going to expose your names and we're not going to hire you. That's when you get real right. attention. Not because the other people changed their heart and started loving the Jews all of a sudden, but because the Jewish community and the Jewish business leaders who own businesses, who are donors to major universities, are saying, we're not going to fund or support the people who are calling for our demise. And that's a good thing. And I think right. it was a wake-up call for us in the United States, uh, especially after right. what we saw this week with the terrorist attack on the American-Canadian border, to realize yes. that those same terrorist sympathizers who are on the streets marching uh, uh, for the Palestinian cause, for Palestine, from the river to the sea, Palestine will free, right. ripping American flags down in New York. Remember how terrible. they were tearing down the American flag? <laughs> all right, all right, all right. right, 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 right. You're the guy in the background. Terrible. I know. Wow. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. That's like, how do we wrap this person up? 
lot, I, so much I agree with there, but then it was happening so quickly I couldn't keep up with it. And, uh, uh, I do know this. We have surrendered, surrendered in New York. And, you know, we used to have a police department that stood for, uh, well, law and order, order, maintaining order. What does that mean? Well, you don't let the protesters, you don't let the haters shut down major traffic ways like the FDR Drive, like 42nd Street, like 3rd Avenue, name the block, 9th Avenue, my old block. I used to live on 9th Avenue. The, the, the cops were ordered by City Hall to give it up to the BLM people. And now it looks like they were ordered to give up the Manhattan Bridge to these crazy Hamas-loving idiots. Go ahead with that, please. Now, you can't see what I can see here, but they're having a party right in the middle of the Manhattan Bridge, and nobody can go over it. Honking the horn is not helping. And it's almost like they're allowed to stay there by the cops. There's the subway. You realize... This puts people at risk. And I know the cops would love to go in there with bats and hats and get them the hell out of there. Can't tell what anti-Semitic uh, crap they're saying. Something about a ceasefire. Stop! It's all ugly crap. Yet they're allowed to take over streets because Mayor Adams, uh, not only incompetent, not only uh, no integrity, not only a New Jersey resident, um, not only bad at governing, not only bad at politics, he's actually, I believe, in his heart of hearts, rooting for this side. And I keep hearing, well, no, he said the opposite. He's saying all the right things. Well, that's the, he has you fooled then, all right? Watch what he has done throughout his career. This is a man who uh, provided security in his own free time for Louis Farrakhan. Has he ever renounced Louis Farrakhan? Has he ever renounced racism? Yelling and screaming about uh, all the crackers whose ass he kicked. Bad guy who's about to get his uh, his comeuppance. How are we going to deal with Andrew Cuomo running around the city uh, trying to be the next mayor? Uh, That's going to be rough. Um, you know, he does have, <laughs> he's got a lot of questions to answer, right? He does have name recognition, but we got big problems with him and the nursing homes and the $5 million he took while he was governor. I got a long list of grievances, uh, about Andrew Cuomo. But one thing that's not on my list is the phony baloney Tish James sexual harassment, um, investigation, because that was a fake. A great big fake. Uh, Alex, hello. So, uh, hello, Greg. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, I just want to say that uh, in, with regards to um, the situation in, in the battle between uh, the Palestinian militants and the Israelis, I feel that uh, the Palestinians do deserve uh, collective punishment for their support of Hamas uh, because that government run by Hamas exists uh, due to their support. No All right, listen, positive. I'm listening. I'm listening. But what do you mean by collective punishment? Well, collective punishment is exactly what the Israelis are doing now. They're going in. They're shutting off. Like, they shut off the electricity. 
the uh, the water and all these other things in order to facilitate their battle with uh, har- well hold on a second hold on a second they are they are bending over backwards to not hurt women and children they are going to extreme lengths some might argue a little bit uh, too extreme to not harm harm innocent uh, uh, bystanders here now what do you mean, Greg? You can't. There's you. You can't do enough to to protect women and children. True to a point, you have to remember the mission. And if your whole goal is to not harm anyone, look, this is on Hamas. This is on Hamas. Women and children die in war. I hate it. That's why I hate war. That's why war should be fought only as a last resort. And this is a last resort. So you can bend over a little bit. uh, I I want Hamas eradicated. And with this ceasefire, certainly doesn't seem like we've got much momentum in that direction. Uh, But I don't know. When you talk about collective punishment, I do get even I get a little bit nervous, Alex. Well, I feel the priority should be what exactly exactly what the Israelis are doing now. The priority is to destroy Hamas. But that takes precedence over uh, saving uh, Palestinian lives. In the same way that in World War II, yeah. uh, our battle with Japan, with Japanese soldiers, and the, their defeat took priority over the Japanese civilians. This That's is true. This is we- true. This is true. That's why we dropped the big one. Yeah, I wanted to delineate it a little bit, but I uh, I agree with you, Alex. I agree with you. And I don't want to see innocent people uh, lost, but the mission priority, the focus is getting rid of Hamas so this doesn't happen again. And, you know, I heard a guy, a friend of mine, I've made this point myself. Remember the slaughter of all those people at Las Vegas, right, opening fire at a concert? It was a concert, just like the concert on October 7th, that big rave concert. Nobody could ever imagine taking the side of the uh, gunman in Las Vegas. What was his name again? What a mysterious weirdo case that was, by the way. He opened fire. He was a gambler. He was, like, rich. He had his own plane. He lived in Mesquite, Nevada. He was a big-time gambler. And he brought all of those guns into that hotel room. And we don't know a damn thing about his motive. The FBI. Do you trust the FBI? million reasons to not trust the FBI anymore. Um, Let's see. What else is going on? My friend Brandon Strzok pointed out that this is happening. You know, air marshals, the people, that force that was established after 9-11, they literally have armed security agents on aircraft all over the place. Not every flight, apparently, but some of the key flights. You got some guy there in case there's a lunatic who tries to take over the plane or an organized attempt to take over the plane. You got an armed agent who can thwart that. And that's fantastic. That's what we need, uh, the federal air marshals. But now we have a report from a pretty senior person in that federal air marshal uh, community that half of what they're doing is tracking people who are in Washington, D.C. on January 6th, as if they're some sort of special terror threat. They're not. They're, 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 they're harmless. They're like you and me. Hey, Chauvin, Derek Chauvin, is he going to live? So the man, you know, who um, was involved in the death of, I wanted to say Rodney King, not Rodney King, George Floyd, George Floyd. Have you seen the movie yet, The Fall of Minneapolis? You ought to see it, all right? It's going to... You're going to learn a lot. It's going to dispel all of the myths, all of the lies told about that case for political purposes. They exploited it. They exploited us. But you're going to find out some dynamite information. Number one, 
There was no evidence of asphyxiation for George Floyd. Number two, that maneuver uh, that Derek Chauvin had, the knee on the neck, he actually wasn't even on the neck. He was on the shoulder. And number three, that maneuver was authorized by the police department. And all these facts were kept from the jury. And that film came out last week. And Derek Chauvin was stabbed over the weekend, nearly died. I wonder if there's a connection. Be right back. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Charlotte Clymer is a transgender woman and says she and a friend walked into the ladies' room around midnight at Cuba Libre Restaurant. And an attendant from the restroom asked to see my ID. They didn't ask anybody else. And uh, when I asked why, they said it's because I have to have female on my ID in order to access the restroom. That's wrong, but, you know, first of all. And second of all, I'm not going to show my ID to use the restroom. She says that's when the male attendant walked in and started looking for her. After washing her hands, Clymer says the attendant and manager said it was D.C. law that a person must only use the restroom that matches with the gender on their identification card. She walked outside to look up the law on her cell phone to show the manager. Went back inside, went straight to him, and asked him to read it. He did, and he said that's incorrect. And uh, uh, I still don't, you know, think that you're allowed to use the restroom. I gave him one more chance. I said that I work for the Human Rights Campaign. I, I need you to make a course correction right now because this is about to get very bad. And you need to understand the way that laws work in D.C. in regards to the LGBTQ community. Oh, boy. This has gone down in Internet history, in large part because of the reporter's approach to all this. Like, this person has a totally legitimate grievance that we must get to the bottom of. You know, like a... You know, Channel 7 troubleshooters, right? You know, this 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 man was not able to use uh, the women's room. Uh, it's clearly a man. I mean, it's clearly a man. It doesn't even try with the makeup. I mean, it's just a man and irate because they can't use the, uh, the bathroom of their choice. Uh, and this one chooses to hang out with the girls. Hey, you ever notice... Um, I have a theory here about this, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry if this is a little bit too sensitive or... But, you know, pornography is everywhere, right? The porno, it's everywhere. Um, what's the most popular category of the porno? Um, guess. Diego, you care to guess? Don't guess. You'll incriminate yourself. Uh, but I've, I've seen the data, and it is, uh, well, there are two categories. Anything with older and younger and anything with the girls and the girls, okay, right? Lesbian porno. And we have a whole genera- generations of people hooked on this stuff, right? And, uh, well, a lot of dudes out there actually can't uh, and don't want to perform um, normal heterosexual activity. They want to be, they're so turned on, forgive me. I'm, I'm, there are academic studies that say this. They're so aroused by the lesbian pornographic material that they want to be a lesbian, right? So a lot of this is driven by porno. All right, now let's see if we can clear up the situation of the bathrooms down there, okay? I went to the dc.gov website. Uh, public bathrooms are never enjoyable. That's quite a statement. <laughs> public bathrooms are never enjoyable. I don't know. <laughs> I can have a not an unpleasant experience. All right, but you use, I don't like those attendants, though. You know, the guy who hands you a paper towel, like, please. And obviously, it's just for a tip. We know how to do that ourselves. Public bathrooms are never enjoyable. But for transgender people and many others, using a public bathroom can be a highly stressful and even dangerous experience. 
Well, yeah, if dudes come in the ladies' room and there are children there, that could get kind of dangerous. Let's see. In the District of Columbia, we are attempting to reduce that stress by making every single stall public bathroom in the district gender neutral. It's the law. But currently, many businesses are unaware of the requirement, and we need your help to let them know. Well, all right, hold on a second. Every single stall public bathroom in, well, the stall is one thing, but to get to the stall, you have to go through the space. Every single stall bathroom. All right, if you got a single stall bathroom in there, you've got to have it be uh, gender neutral. No, you don't. Not, 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 not in my way. Currently, businesses are unaware, and we need your help to let them know, like this jerk who just piped off. If you see a public bathroom with one stall that is not gender neutral, just tweet us the business name and location using Safe Bathrooms DC. That ain't safe. Watch out, kids.